Hello, and welcome to the Coaching Your Family Relationships podcast. I'm your host and relationship coach, Tina Gosney. I am thankful that you're here with me today, that you've clicked on this episode. You know, I have conversations with people quite often, not always with clients, but just in general, I'm having conversations with people about their families, about their children, about their marriages, just one of those people that somebody come to when they wanted to have a conversation about some difficult things that are going on. And so I hear a lot about the struggles in different families. And I hear how you're saying things like, you know, I'm really trying to make things better here, but it feels like every time I try to do something, I just make it worse. And I'm not even sure what to do now or what to say because Everything that I do makes it worse. And so now I feel stuck and I'm so confused and I really don't even know what way to go. And sometimes I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Sometimes I feel like my life was never supposed to be like this. My family was never supposed to be like this. We didn't, this, we're not the kind of family that this thing happens to. And I see how you're talking about your family, your people that you love are making decisions you're watching them make these decisions that are affecting their lives in really significant ways. And you're just really scared for what you're seeing your family members go through. I see that. And I've been in so many conversations that have, that's the way that it's turned. Now, if this sounds like you, if this sounds like something that you've been experiencing, I have a couple things for you. The first one is a webinar. It's really a masterclass. It's what I'm teaching. It's how to positively influence the people that you love. And this is going to directly address how do you positively influence these people, these people that you love and that you want to have a positive influence on, but that seem to not want to listen. And I'm going to I'm actually going to give this masterclass, this webinar, I'm going to do it four times. So you can take your pick. It's going to be the same one each week, but I'll be doing this on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Time from August 23rd through September 13th. So there's a link in the show notes. You can go sign up for that. You don't need to come to all four of them. You can just come to one. Unless you really want to hear my masterclass four times, I guess you could do that. Um, But I'll be doing that four times. So there's four opportunities for you. And if you can't attend live, there's no worries because I'll be sending out a replay. If you are wanting already, you're knowing I need more than just a one-hour masterclass, I've got you. I've got a new group program starting called Hopeless to Hopeful. This is a six-weeks program starting the week of September 17th. We're going to be together six weeks, twice a week, live on Zoom. Again, if you can't attend live, it will be recorded and you'll receive the replays. But I'll be doing some teaching, some coaching, some answering questions, helping you with your specific situations where you can get specific guidance and direction about how to go from hopeless to hopeful and positively influence people, the people that you love the most, those people in your family. Space is limited for both of these, and so you'll need to register ahead of time. And the registration for the masterclass for the webinar is just a simple link to, you know, to register. Just put your name and email in. 
But the other program, the Hopeless to Hopeful, that one is a little bit more involved because there is a monetary commitment involved and there is a six-week commitment involved. That's a very small group, not more than 10 people. And so I have a Google form for you to fill out. It's pretty simple. I just want to make sure that this is the right program for you and that you're in the right spot. It's not a test. I'm not filtering people out to see um, if they've got the right problems or anything like that. It's just for me to see if this is going to be a good fit for you. And so links to both of those are in the show notes. There's a one-hour webinar, and then there's a six-weeks hopeless to hopeful group program starting. This summer, I went through an additional certification. This was with Dr. Paul Jenkins. If you don't know who Dr. Paul Jenkins is, he is amazing. I love this guy. He's so cool. He is a positivity expert. He's also a psychotherapist that's been in practice for over 30 years. And he's really seen what helps people to have a positive life. How do we start focusing on the positive? And so I became a certified positivity practitioner with Dr. Paul. And he has something called stinking thinking. This is what he calls our thoughts that are just leading us down roads that are not helpful, that are causing us to focus on really negative things that are not helpful to us. And, you know, I've been aware of my own thinking for a a lot of years now. But as I went through that training with Dr. Paul this summer, I noticed I've become even more aware of my own thinking. It's kind of amazing how I'm aware of the, what I am thinking and even more so than ever before viewing it as optional. Now, I know that if it's not helpful for me to think the way that I'm thinking, then I start to use this framework that I'm going to give you today. And I start to use some additional tools that I've been given by Dr. Paul. Now, this thing that I'm talking about, this thinking about our thinking, is there's actually a word for that. Did you know that there's actually a term for this? It's called metacognition. It's the ability to think about your own thinking. Do you realize how profound this is? That we have the ability to think about what we're thinking about. It's like we're watching our own brain think thoughts. Just let that sit in for a minute. You might have already been doing this without even noticing it. Have you ever said anything like, oh, I wonder where that thought just came from? Or how did that thought just pop into my brain? Maybe you've said something like, I just can't get this thought out of my mind. Well, all of those are showing that you are thinking about your own thinking. Did you realize that? You might have been doing this in some ways already. But if you're like most people, most of the time, most of the time, we don't think about our own thinking. We are not aware that metacognition is something that's available to us. And we don't even see our own stinking thinking. We think that our thoughts are us. If I'm thinking it, it must be the way that it is. We think that our thoughts just tell us about who we are, about who other people are, about how the world is. And sometimes we think these thoughts so many times 
that we don't, we're not even conscious of thinking them anymore. And we stop thinking them and they just move into how we view the world. And then it becomes a belief. A belief is part of our paradigm that we see the world through. We're not even thinking about our thinking anymore. We've just taken it in and just absorbed it. And we get stuck in these stories. These are stories. It doesn't mean that this is the way that the world is. It doesn't mean that's the way that you are. It doesn't mean that's the way the other person is. It means that you've told yourself this thought or this story so many times that now you just believe that it's reality. Now, beliefs are things that we have thought so many times that we stop thinking them and we just take them as the way that the world is or the way that we are. Not all of our beliefs are true. I got to tell you that. We just think that they're true and we start, we stop questioning whether that's the way that the world is because we just now see the world that way. There's a difference between facts and beliefs or facts and stories. So these are, these things are facts. Gravity is a fact. The temperature outside today is a fact. The number when you get on the scale, that's a fact. Your address, that's a fact. What your husband or your wife said to you this morning, what you said back to them, that's a fact. All of those things are, they're true. They happened. They exist. They can be measured. They just exist in the world. They also don't mean anything. But our brain is constantly evaluating the facts that are in our world. And then it's making meaning of those facts. And it's filtering it through, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about my future? What does this mean about our relationship? What does this mean about me? See, our facts don't mean anything until we give them meaning by filtering them through those questions. Most of what we think is fact is actually a story about the fact. Take the temperature outside today. Today, where I am, it's over 100 degrees. My story about that is, it's pretty hot today. It's too hot today. Now, that's going to be relative, depending on what you think is really hot. Maybe 100 degrees to you feels like boiling. Maybe... 100 degrees would feel awesome, but neither of those are right. It's just your interpretation of a fact. Maybe you have an interpretation of what your boss said, and you're saying, well, my boss is a jerk. Maybe you have a belief about ice cream, and you're like, well, chocolate ice cream is the best. I love chocolate ice cream. Maybe you get on the scale, and you see the number, and you're like, oh, I am so out of shape. How did I ever get so heavy and out of shape? None of these things are facts, but they are beliefs that we internalize because we are interpreting the set of facts in the world around us. And it's really important that we notice how we are interpreting things because our life experience is determined by our interpretation of the facts that are around us. And we could go negative or we could go positive. We can go either way. The choice is ours. And when we see that we have a choice, that is powerful. But most of us don't see that we have a choice. And whatever you focus on, your brain is going to find evidence that it's true. 
because your brain loves to prove you right. It's going to work really, really hard so that you can be right. Did you know that's one of your brain's jobs is to show you how right you are about things? We have 11 million pieces of information coming at us every single second. Every single second. Can you take in 11 million pieces of information every second? For sure, my brain cannot handle that, and neither can yours. So it filters almost all of them out. In fact, we can only take in 40 or 50 pieces of information per second. Think of all the things that are being filtered out. Now, how does our brain decide what to filter out and what not to filter out? Well, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. Did you realize that? 70,000 thoughts. Are you consciously thinking 70,000 thoughts? No, you're not. A lot of them are unconscious, but your conscious brain will grab onto a handful of those. And the ones that your brain grabs onto, those are the ones that it focuses on. And that's how your brain decides what to filter out of that 11 million pieces per second and what it doesn't decide to filter out. And it wants to prove you right. So if you're following me here, your brain is filtering out things that would show you a different point of view. It's only showing you things that reinforce the point of view that you already have. No wonder we think that we're right all the time because we're only seeing the things that prove us to be right. Social media, think about this, social media feeds this part of our brain. In fact, did you see the social dilemma a few years ago? If you haven't, you should go watch that because it shows you what the social media companies are doing that feed this part in our brain and having us become even more polarized, not just in our country, in the United States, but in all over the world. Now, what does this have to do with family relationships? I'm getting there. How many times have you disagreed with someone in your family and you are both completely convinced and set that you are right and you're trying to convince the other person of your rightness? How is that going for you? And there and two brains that are filtering things out that are not proving that point of view? Yeah, it's not going well. How many times have you said to yourself something like, well, I'm just really blunt or I'm not a very nice person, or I'm really sensitive, or I'm a really positive person, or I'm a person who tries to find the best in every situation. None of these things are facts. They're just the way that you're interpreting facts around you and the way that you see yourself reacting to the facts that are in your life. Now, how many of those things that I listed would be helpful in promoting good, strong, healthy family relationships? Some of them would, and some of them would maybe be a problem. When you say, this is just the way that I am, you're not seeing that how you believe that you are is how you've chosen to be. Maybe through early life conditioning, maybe somebody told you that you were that way, and then your brain started focusing on things that showed you that you were that way. And so you're like, oh yes, that's true. That's the way that I am. Maybe you've noticed through your life experience that this is how you react to your facts around you. Maybe these are just beliefs that you have about yourself, but these are all optional. Even if they don't feel like they are, they are all optional. So how do we combat this? How do we deal with our brain filtering out things that don't show us that we're already right and this is the way that the world is? We use 
curiosity. I want you to just remember that word. It's an important word. We can combat this with being very curious and using metacognition to think about our own thinking. We can ask ourselves questions like, is this true? Is there any way I can be absolutely sure that this is true? Is it possible that something else could be true? And this is one that I like to ask my husband. I probably ask him this question at least once a month. I ask him, what am I missing here? What, are you, what do you see that I don't see? And if you're going to ask somebody without, make sure it's somebody that you trust that's going to tell you the truth. But this is going to help us really notice our own stinking thinking and start having better results in our life because our brain, the results that we have in our life are coming from the way our brain is thinking. And if you don't like the results that you have in your life, we need to question the way that your brain is thinking. Now, I want you to remember that you will not be able to see how your story is optional. It's going to feel completely true. It's going to feel just like reality. But remember, your brain is filtering out what it doesn't prove already that your line of thinking is true. And your brain is going to give you a lot of evidence that the way you are believing is true because this is what it does. It focuses on something that it wants to believe, a thought that you choose to focus on, and then it piles up evidence to say, oh, look, you're right. This is true because of this and this and this. But it's what is it not doing? It's piling up a, some evidence that shows you, oh, look, you're not right because of this and this and this. Our brains don't create that pile. It just creates the one that reinforces what we already believe. Here's your takeaways for today. You have the ability to tell yourself a different story. You have the ability to change your focus and what you are making the facts in your life mean about you and others. Be aware of your own stinking thinking. Be aware of those things that are not giving you results that you like. And here's takeaway number two, which kind of relates to takeaway number one. Be careful about what you allow your brain to focus on. Be careful about which of those handful of 70,000 thoughts, which handful you choose to pick up and focus on because your brain is going to create what you believe. You will see more of it and other things will be filtered out. Make sure you are focusing on things that bring good fruits into your life. What thoughts bring you more into loving connection with God, with others, and with yourself? Those are the ones that you want to focus on. This is agency in action. This is you being a person who is acting for themselves, choosing for themselves, and not being acted upon. You get the choice about what to focus on, about what to allow your brain to think, and about the thoughts that you allow to take up space on that stage that we call our brain. Here's your challenge. I want you to identify what fruit do you have in your life? What result do you have in your life that you do not want to have? What is the story? What is the thought or the belief or the story? Those are all the same thing that is creating that result or that fruit. And for just one day, try this out for just one day. Try to find evidence in your life that something else could also be true. 
look on purpose for something else that could be true in that same situation. Now, if this episode has resonated with you, if you're like, I need to learn how to do that, I want you to come to either my masterclass or put in an application to join the group coaching program. Because both of those, I will be going into this same idea, but we're going to go into more depth in this same thing. So if this is something that you want to work on, I invite you to join me in that masterclass or, and, or that group coaching program. You will find links to both of those in the show notes. And I just want to let you know that next week on the podcast, I have a great episode planned. You will not want to miss this one. I have a special guest and you're going to want to tune in. So until then, have a great day and have a great week. And I'll see you next Thursday.